Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey. To hey. Hey, you're catching us on the mic check. Richard Blaze, Jasmine Blaze, Starving for Attention is the name of the podcast. And uh, this is the cold open is what they call it. By the way. Real uh, cold. Right? Yeah, real cold. Yeah. No, this is, I just did, a, I think I told you I auditioned for something via Skype. I guess it's, it's a casting call. I don't know if you technically yeah. would call it an audition. Okay. But I shared briefly with you the fact that, uh, and I've done a number of these, which I don't like usually, um, but in the uh, cold open, that's our dog. You hear sniffling and she just got done eating her breakfast. What's up, Lucy? She wants to be a part of the podcast. But in this audition, they asked me to do a cold open for the show that I was reading for, mm. which was like totally off guard because you barely know what the show is. Right. Yeah. You and, couldn't even really explain it to me. So right. I'm so, interested in how you do it. But a the really, cold really open. great um, technique, like a really good drill. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm going to just start doing cold opens. Obviously, my, my podcast cold open. I know. You should be pretty good at work. that at this point. I mean, yeah, like good. I could get into it. Uh, it's okay. So you it's, do cold opens all the time. Yeah. Uh, she's like, hey, hold on. Lucy's <laughs> like, hey, uh, I'd like to do the cold open. Speaking of cold, <laughs> breakfast. Am I right? <laughs> That's like if Lucy was like a bad stand up comic from the 80s. People have no idea what I'm talking about. You're laughing. It's okay. Honestly, this, this, works. Is, a, this is a theme for uh, the podcast. It is. Us. It's a light episode. We're coming back from Newport Beach Wine and Food Festival uh, in their sixth year. We've performed at five of them. So the You're next like a founder. Are, almost. Yeah. I, was cool. I there in the first? I think year? you were. I think, and I think you were there the first year. And I think the second year, maybe we weren't there. For whatever scheduling reasons, right? I think that's how it went. Yeah, I think we ha- we probably held out. And I think man, we, we Melvin Gordon did. That thing has grown. Yeah, yeah. like oh, right. You weren't there. This I, weren't, I wasn't Saturday. there, and you told me. I mean, yeah, our schedule was just ridiculous. We're coaching weekend. soccer. We have Can't things get to away. do yeah. as uh, youth soccer coaches and uh, parents, right, and yeah. business people. Yeah. Um, but you're right. The listen. Quick shout out, Stephanie Salem, who yeah. has Killing crushed. It. The game and uh, is a founder of the festival, Newport Beach Wine and Food Festival. It has grown to a point where right now, like the tent, the grand tasting tent. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it, you know, it's, it's what you see at the Aspens, at the Sobeys, wow. at the New York. I mean, not maybe to scale, you know, when you're talking like New York City, uh, you know, on top of a roof sure. somewhere right, right, or right. Sobe yeah. where it's sprawling. Or Aspen, where you know it's been going on for what? What was the fifty years? Fifty years, or right? Like that, right. So, but an incredible amount of growth. And uh, shout out to Stephanie Salem, who's yeah. been killing the game. We got to get her on. We should yeah. do an and entrepreneur. You know what, you know what uh, I love about it? they? They take very good care of us. Um, they give us you know a little space to record in. They help us arrange that stuff, and like that that goes a long way for us, like with podcasting, because it's when you know all these fraternity of chefs are in one area mm. and we love to capture content. We love to capture people we don't run into too often or for whatever reason are geographically far away. So they're great with that. 
Yeah, it's good to get a conference room somewhere at the uh, governor's yeah. ballroom, yeah. as this episode was re- recorded at. Nice. Even if the governor's ballroom was used for a wedding ceremony the night before, and there's still remnants in the conference room <laughs> of the wedding, which it's was kind how of this celebratory. Was. Yeah, exactly. I kind of like it. I'm like, oh, someone got married up in here, yeah. and they left their cupcake. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, don't you see like don't you see a a a, a an opening there? Um, specifically, I mean, uh, for both the podcasts that we recorded this weekend, um, don't you see an opening there for like a live podcast record at, at Newport oh, next year? First of all, like we got to hit Stephanie up with that. We got Yeah. This is something that I think we've been thinking about simultaneously yeah. without actually talking to each other out loud about. So right. we are connected. We are yeah. married. We Look are a that. team. Look at that. We are focused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like imagine it, right? Like you invite a couple chefs, maybe like what we, what we had this weekend and you kind of like panel it basically, you know, like you're kind of running a panel, yeah. but you're recording it as well as, mm-hmm. a, as, as a podcast. And then maybe even each chef, you know, like we have like light bites or something yeah. that we provide. Like, mm. I don't know. Be, I love it. it. Spitballing fun. it, but yeah. maybe the starving for attention vip lounge next year totally uh or we should start pitching that to certain festivals we got to figure out we would have to figure out a way to get audio because it's loud and stuff yeah um and we don't want it to just be like three second interviews we like to spend a little bit of time with people but lots of fun people up there the top chef alumni roll deep specifically Mm -hmm. at newport i mean there's usually like a dozen there's people up there this year who like i know are involved with top chef but i don't even know dime a dozen necessarily who they are (laughs) Like, they're just like, oh, you know, it's a top chef person who did really, really great because there's so many people. And that's not, I'm not saying anything negative. There's just so many top chef alum, yeah, myself right. included. Yeah. Uh, this person has appear- appeared on Top Chef as a judge. Yeah, As a matter of fact, that's how I met him. Top Chef Masters? Did he And do Top Masters? Chef Masters yeah, and did. has been around the block when it comes to celebrity chefdom and food TV. I'm not yeah. saying he's old. <laughs> you made he's, he, he talks about it. He's t- just getting ready to turn 60, which I told him is the new 30. Totally. Uh, Art Smith is in the house. Yeah. And Art Smith is a character. Yeah. Meaning like, I mean, he, you know, like he's got a personality. Like Definitely. I, you know, these are the people that I, I, especially years ago, I looked to and I'm like, hey, like he knows who he is. He's got his character. He's got his thing. He's incredibly uh, hospitable. He is philanthropic. Um, he is all about comfort, not just with the fact that he makes like seven layer cakes Delicious. and like, you know, fried chicken. Um, the guy just is, is, is like a picture of hospitality. Yeah. Uh, amazing man. Very nice man. And uh, coming away from the podcast, I'm even more inspired by Art Smith. I think the last time I saw Art Smith was at the last, one of the last Newport uh, Wine and Foods. Not, maybe, not, the or, la- not last year, but maybe two years okay. ago or even three. Sounds possibly? right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. It's been a while, he's been but up there. no. Yeah, unbelievable guy. Um, and, you know, again, I've uh, hosted shows with him as like the, the celebrity guest. We've been on set together. One of the things I love about Art Smith, Jasmine, and yeah. I probably mentioned to you, is like he seemingly is connected to every celebrity icon. <laughs> like not even just like celebrities. Like yeah. where we're like, oh, I know this baseball player. Right. Like, I'm trying to think of myself. Or, yes. hey, I'm on the phone. Uh, you know, I'm texting right now with someone who runs the ESPN Fantasy Football Yes, podcast. as you told me last night. What's yes. up, Field Yates? Um, but... Like those are celebrities in my world, but like Art Smith's the type of person who's like on set and he's like, hold on, I got a text message from Madonna. I'll be right back. <laughs> and you're like, what? But this I mentioned to you last night and I want to yeah. just unpack this for a second. Okay. Usually when people are like putting up pictures of themselves with a celebrity mm-hmm. or they're mentioning the fact that they were hanging out on someone's yacht with someone else <laughs> sure. or they were you know, chilling with Diplo or whatever, I'm not going to get it, make it, <laughs> I'm not going to go any deeper than that. But usually, like, it's, it comes off sometimes as, like, oh, like, you're just bragging 
or like, yeah, you're so connected, you're killing the game. Sure. Uh, or yeah. you're trying to big time me, or like sometimes it can come off like that. Well, like, I don't think with it's some people. I don't think they're trying to big time you. No, they're, they're not. Postings. <laughs> right. I'm saying so people generally in general, they're just like, general, yeah, it's just like yeah. a, a thirst trap. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and it's yeah. excited. You, yeah. You listen, we went through the Will Smith thing where you had this amazing photo totally. Will Smith, and you were like, I don't know if I really want to put it out because yeah. like I love well, Will Smith, but like it's going to seem like I'm just thirsty. Yeah, I think that there's personalities um, involved there that you know like um what who did we run into oh abby jacobson like i right. love her i mean like yeah super huge fan like in my head i don't want to take a selfie with her what am i going to do with a selfie of her you know like right well i'm I mean, going to post do, it right because like, that's you're what you're a gonna big do. fan you're of gonna abby post, jacobson though. right I but be like clear. but there's part of it that like sometimes you know it's good to take a step back and just be like what am i going to do with this picture like unless it's like you know I don't know, the Dalai Lama or like something like that. Like, I don't need a picture, you know, like yeah. meeting is enough yeah, and like, like saying hi Lama. and like giving some thanks or some props or whatever. Right. Like that's enough, you know? Yeah. So I, don't know. I-, I guess the way I'm bringing this back to Art Smith is he's connected yeah. and like just in a natural conversation with it Art. It comes up. That's not even a podcast it's part of his episode. Life. It's part of his life. Right. And for a while getting to know him, I'm like, oh, okay, well, the guy was like uh, name dropping, name drop, yeah. name drop. But it's not coming from any sort of like, a ego. place that's like ego driven. I, sure. I, and I learned that truly on this podcast yeah. and hanging out with him in Newport Beach. Right. Like he's just connected. Yeah. And it's through like love and hospitality and comfort. And like there's a lot of lessons to be gained there. Right. That being said, one of the things this I want, this is the viewers can play along. Usually we play games on episodes, but this is going to be for the trailblazers out there. Uh, the over under, because, you know, we're doing this Sportsnet hashtag Sportsnet challenge. Everyone knows we're talking about NFL pickums. Right. We're going to get to that in a second. But here's my, um, my, my bet for you guys out there listening. In this episode with Art Smith, who was the personal chef for Oprah Winfrey. Right. The over under, and we have not gone back and listened to this episode, of how many times Art Smith says the word Oprah. I'm going to lay the line down at six. The line is six over under on Art Smith in this episode. Saying How are you Oprah. giving the over under? I don't remember. Oh, okay. like I, we recorded it yesterday. Six. So like, listen, All I mean, right. he, I'm going to say it's under. Gonna, he's going to say it once or twice. Yeah. Um, you're I gonna, mean, let, let, you haven't let, listened to it. You want to be the first friends one? with Oprah. I would mention it in every conversation ever that I had. Agreed. I'm just going to say like, I would literally weave it into everything. I'd be like, you know, Oprah likes cream in her coffee. Like I would say it uh, everywhere. Yes. Hey, would you like coffee? <laughs> yes. You know, Oprah. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Everywhere. I'm making a fried egg. Oprah uh, likes fried eggs. Like I totally I, all the time. I agree with you. Like so, it like, would just be like, a period at the end of my sentences. So let's ra- <laughs> let's button it up, Jasmine. Then, with that being said, you're going to take I'm the st- over I'm on six. S- no, I'm going to take the under because I don't think I don't think like you said. Like I think it's just part of his life, and like just like I would say, oh yeah, uh, you know, I have a friend that does that. His is Oprah, <laughs> like so, like, you know, yeah. like. Uh, uh, but I'm it's say also under. Madonna. It's also Lady Gaga. That's what I'm saying. It's like he's got to spread it around. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, unbelievable. I'm going under again. Okay, you're going under. Yeah. The six, it's, it's uh, over under is six on how many times Art Smith sends Oprah. Truly, I mean, this is one of my like, favorite people. Yeah. And he's been so incredibly kind to us. I love that he took his hour out of his super busy day right. to hang out with us. Art Smith, up next. You know what else? Jasmine has what? got like over unders. Uh, what? 
um, sports huh. when you when you bet on sports, right? Yeah. So I everyone, thought you were gonna say like the um, Three Stooges move where you like kneel behind someone and push them over. I think that's called an over under too. <laughs> I also love that that's absolutely <laughs> your style of comedy. Absolutely. Like you are like true Hilarious. slapstick Jerry uh, Lewis, classic. Yeah. Uh, Tom and Jerry. Three right? Stooges, literally. Right? Three yeah. Stooges, Tom and Jerry, and uh, Jerry Lewis. I think are like maybe some of your. Anyone else favorite. still mad when they changed out the curly? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Throw it back. Dating yourself a touch. No, they play the reruns Man, for you because you're not. That you're, was you're for not, sure. I don't think I was 40s. watching the originals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, NFL is heating up. We're heading into week six. Everyone knows we've been doing the hashtag Sportsnet Challenge. You can go over to Twitter. You can see who I pick every week. And then if you join my squad and bet with me, you are up for winning $500 and $5,000 are going to be given out uh, for a charity contest at the end of the year. We're going up against other Podcast One hosts like um, Adam Carolla and Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq Fu. Shazam. This came out recently. Yeah. People, well, you know that Shaq is in a hip-hop battle right now with Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard from Trailblazers. Okay. They're in like a hip-hop battle, okay. like Biggie and Tupac. Okay. And people don't give Shaq enough respect. Shaq was, I think, the first athlete who was like i'm also gonna be an mc yeah like when shaq was young and i'm I'm gonna say when he was still with orlando crossover yeah yeah shazam respect was that was was that his name no shazam the movie where he's a genie (laughs) and he rhymes in it i don't know (laughs) probably he's a genie but don't disrespect shaq fu even though i'm all about damian lillard as well but that's happening but listen let's get back to football this week week six here are my pickums uh and i will say jasmine this is the toughest week Toughest week because things are heating up. Uh, Again, we can't do the Monday or the Thursday night game. So here we go. I'm taking the Saints over the Jaguars. The Saints are on the road, but even without Drew Brees, they've been pretty amazing. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens over the Bengals. This one seems pretty uh, simple. Even though I'm in love with the Bengals' helmets, they have not won a game this year. And I traded for Joe Mixon in fantasy, which is a pretty good trade for me. So I have Mm -hmm. a Bengal on my fantasy team roster. No one cares, Richard Blaze. Uh, third pick, I'm going to take the Rams. They got to bounce back. They're home against the 49ers who are undefeated. This is being recorded before Monday night's game, so right. maybe they'll have a loss going into that. I'm going to take, this is the one that's fun, and I looked at it, the Redskins and the Dolphins. The Redskins are going to the Dolphins. Okay. Jay Gruden just got fired. Okay. Both of these teams haven't won a game. But, and honestly, both of these teams don't look like they're going to win a game. Right. Like that's how, like, that's how like these Like they don't want to win? Uh, like they're playing, like there is in Miami the sort of uh, understanding that they're playing for a draft the draft pick, pick. right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take the Redskins. They're they're actually giving three and a half points on the road, but huh. none of these teams have won. And the Redskins just fired their coach. Maybe yes, there'll be maybe some they'll sort be of fired like fired up. Yeah. Bounce back, fire up. And I'm going to take my beloved Seahawks over the Browns, even though they're on the road. The Seahawks, you know, Pete Carroll is like my my spirit coach for our youth soccer team yeah very inspiring yes uh so those are my picks uh you can go over to twitter hashtag sportsnet challenge uh and you want to get down with us here and and play as well uh this is of course for betonline.ag richard blaze's pickums uh get to it win some money with us this is starving for attention with richard blaze You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Art Smith in the house. Yes, pleasure it's been, it's to be been here. T- it's been too long. I no. mean, you know, it was five minutes ago since we've seen each other, but we haven't like spent any, you know, serious together time. I bet. You know, our lives are so busy that um, I think that 
things just go by so quickly and time itself goes by quickly. Yes. Because, you know, I'm sure you're always constantly asked all the time, how is it that you do so much? Yes. How is it that you have time? How is it that you're not tired? I'm like, first of all, if I asked myself all those questions, I wouldn't get out of bed. Yes. And second, I would be tired. <laughs> you don't even have time to think that. All you do, you just do it. It is one of those things, right? Like, aren't you like um, the whole theory, like when you have a day off, have you ever, like when you actually eventually do get a day off, because I'm assuming uh-huh. every once in a while in a blue moon, you get right. a day off and then you relax and then you're like, I'm exhausted from relaxing. Right. Because exactly. like your body sort of finally. Yeah, like, I have a hard up. time kind of chilling. Do you? Yeah, because I'm always like, um, this is my office. Yes. Okay. So you're a, you're, a- you're yeah. It's exactly, and um, so I, I I actually turned it off, but I realized there's some notes I'm supposed to. So this, yeah, yeah, keep it on. Listen, this this is super casual. Yeah, so but the, um, the cell phone, like you've you've embraced the uh, digital world here. You yeah, are. Yeah, but you're you're a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Well, I I we my kids don't have phones yet. Right, so but you're just checking in and always just making sure. My, Are youngest, you... my youngest ones don't have phones. Either. Right, okay, good. You know, okay. it's just it's just um, they're uh, just checking in on how they're doing. Yeah, because right? you're on the road, you're my, across the country. And you know, it's funny that how children can have my, my kids. I think living with me, they've developed this wonderful sense of humor. And um, my son said to me, he says, "Daddy." Well, they, well, they call me Papa Art. He said, I had to Google you to remember what you look like. Oh, ooh, okay. That, that was, that was tough. That was, ooh. that was really, that, oh, that, how old is, how old is he is, he's 13, okay. but he was clever. Okay. I was going to say 13. I have an 11 year old and I, who's old, who's acting like she's 13, 14, 15. And like, that's a little burn, right? That's a little, a little burn. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're precious. And you know, it's, I think we're such driven because there's a difference between passion and having purpose mm-hmm. and driven. They're yes. all separate. There are right. people that are, They get lumped together, though, there are right? There people that have yeah. passion. Yeah. There are people that have purpose. But what really distinguishes people like yourself, like all our people we, that we know right. in, the, in, the, in the league that we're in, is that we're driven. Right. Well, that means that you work 24-7, you understand that time is, is not just money, but it's everything. And we are all given this much time to get it done. You know, I don't know what it is. I turned 60 next year. Can you believe that, Richard? No, I know. You I, look mean, gr- I mean, I, I, don't. Mean, I can't I'll believe be it. I'm 60 years old, and I've right. got itsy-bitsy kids all I can think of. 60 is the new 30. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but I, I feel like I've got 10 years to kind of knock it out of the park. Mm, okay. Because I, you know, I, have you always felt that way though? Because I want to say, like, I've every time I hit like the next age milestone, I feel like I'm similar in a way. But I'm right. like, I, I know ten years right. ago I said similar things. Right. So, it just becomes. I become very conscientious of, you know, the business deals and contracts, and mm-hmm. and, and most of the ones now, as you know, are like ten years. Right. Well, if you're good, like I'm trying to sign a ten year deal right now somewhere. And like you're you're further down, you're much more advanced, well, much more successful than I am. That. It's just, but I just I can tell you, it's just that's something. I th- and I want to, you know, I um, we all reach a place in our lives. For me, I don't. I, how old are you? I'm 47. I mean, you you don't look 47. Well, you don't you, look but almost you, 60. But you're like you know you're like strong like a ball. I mean, I <laughs> I I see all these Instagram pictures of you like you know it's, it's marathoning across this yes the planet. It, it's embarrassing. Now I just do it because I know that there are people close to me, like my wife and friends, who make fun of me every time I put no, up I, a I fitness selfie or something like that. No, I don't think it's. I think it's great because I think that um, you know I've been in that place before and. Um, 
when you had first met me, I um, I had a live-in trainer, right? As who now is Will Smith's trainer. Have you seen Aladdin? Uh, you know what? I have not. seen You're not taking Aladdin. your kids to see Aladdin. I I we have not seen it yet. It's but a billion-dollar Disney we've, we've movie. We've seen Aladdin on Broadway. So okay. We, and my wife's met Will Smith. So like I've checked off a couple of those boxes. So when I was like 120 pounds less when you first met me, right? So. As Ferguson is now working with him, and now if you see Aladdin, you'll be like, Lord Jesus, Mother Joseph, Muscle Man. Okay, so you he is incredible. So, okay, so Hollywood trainer. Yeah, so right. I mean, it took that, and that's, that's where I'm now I'm like going, what I'm, what I'm admired about you is that you're able to self motivate yourself to do this. You know, it's tough. I mean, you know, the thing about it is it's all about where you put your head at, you know, and sometimes, you know, for you, it's like um, I've learned about putting things in place in boxes you know there are things in life that happen that kind of stop you and say okay now you need to stop and smell the roses and stuff you know like mm-hmm. like um a year ago i lost my mother and she had like a seemed to seem to seem like it was wasn't that long but about four year um fight with um, alzheimer's and mm. she um amazing woman what was great about my success at that moment with mom was that I got to a place where I just said, I'm not going unless mother goes. Mm. Now, that was before the kids. And so I took her to Russia. I took her to China. I took her to Africa. She cooked for Oprah's girls at the Oprah um, Girls Leadership Academy there. And she made her cake because the idea was they didn't have grandmas. And this gave them that feeling of that. You know, it's just it's, um, you know, our job description, whether we choose it or not, as today's chefs, it's far larger than imagine and right. part and, of the price of being who we are right is that you have to do it but you kind of always like you're i feel like you're one of you're the maybe the pioneer who sort of could connect that just says old <laughs> no no i think that's driven <laughs> thank you thank uh, you driven that's a nice like way to say it where philanthropy and hospitality oh, yes. and you know comfort and not, i don't mean comfort in the sense of yeah, food yeah i mean like taking care of people right. and also like being nice, which I like, nice is such like a you know squishy word, right, right? Right. But like that obviously came from your mom, came from your upbringing, or just it's it's amazing. I had really great women in my life. Um, my grandmother Georgia, who ran a boarding house. You know, boarding okay. house were before motels. Okay. And what was great about them is that in my grandmother's boarding house, um, they they feed the guests. There was a big table, and everyone sat at the table and ate meals together. Mm-hmm. And so all that wonderful foods from biscuits, cornbread, all that great stuff, and chicken and dumplings, and they did all that. Mm-hmm. But it was all part of board, you know. Right. And my mother, when she first married my father, um, she was involved in the whole process. Now, she didn't like it that much. My grandmother continued to do it. But, but what I learned from her, and she, sadly, she also um, died from Alzheimer's. She... Um, she she taught me hospitality mm-hmm. and that was the fir- that first lesson in hospitality and these great women and um you know it's you you, you learn from the, the the people that come into your lives and and not necessarily all of them are blood you know what i mean each, right. each one of them have an impact on you my mother was the most gorgeous um tax collector i mean dressed to the <laughs> nines and she could get money out of people right. these deadbeat people right. who would pay their taxes but you know she was what she talked she taught me how being publicly inclined and aware and and i had a, a great aunt millicent who was in the entertainment she was one of the first weather girls 
in, wow. in Washington. Okay. Yes, and, and she was Miss Washington Redskin. Wow, and she was gorgeous. <laughs> and um, my favorite story with her, she she loved to party. Okay. Um, and Which is part of hospitality. That was 1950s well. parties. Okay, okay so we, I don't know exactly. Probably so, lots of martinis. I was going to say this is like the three yeah, martini yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she didn't get her dress, get her clothes changed from the night before, so she had to come into work with her uh, ball frock on. Yes. And and she gave the weather in it, and it was such a hit and got such great ratings. They, uh, ratings that they asked her to continue wearing mm. her frocks, and she was really amazing. But so she, I mean, this is way way before obviously cell phones. So like. Going viral. Yes. Like she went viral. Right. Accidentally. Accidentally, yeah. But also it was incredibly authentic because right. that was her personality. She, right. she, she partied all night, showed up, did the weather, and a new hit was created. Uh, listen, for over 120 years, Jasmine, S. Pellegrino sparkling mineral water has been an iconic symbol of style and taste thanks to its Italian heritage. In a world of unlimited choices, the iconic green bottle with the red star has become a universal beacon of unique taste experiences. I have to admit now, and probably a little bit because they've been so supportive of the podcast, if I'm out on the streets in New York, like I'll, I'll, if I go to a place that doesn't have the Pellegrino in the beverage yeah, cooler, I'll right. go to the next place. Wow, yeah. Like that's how committed I am. We had it on the table during the podcast. <clears throat> always, always. Yeah. And with its distinctive gentle bubbles, subtle nuances, and perfect mineral balance, S. Pellegrino not only pairs well, it enhances the tastes of nearly all cuisines. That's why I serve it in all of my restaurants and enjoy it at home with my family and friends. It's special experiences with family and friends that matter the most. A crowded dinner table, a shared moment, a time to reconnect, tell stories, be thankful, laugh, and have fun. And as we head into the holiday season, which is kind of crazy, and you're planning for unforgettable meals and most memorable moments, make sure you got S. Pellegrino on the table where you'll find moments of great taste waiting to be enjoyed to unlock more tasteful moments and culinary tips. Visit www.sanpellegrino.com slash US. So I kind of believe, not only I don't believe, I, I, I know that all these women, great women, all had an impact on, one taught me how to perform, one taught me how to hospitality, and one taught me how to interact. And then, you know, the woman that taught me philanthropy like no other was Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Oprah... Oprah was. Oprah's I'm glad you mentioned Oprah first because, no, like, I have it written down here. But, like, uh, I feel like no. you know, since like, do, do you just get over it sometimes that people no, like I constantly don't. mention? But Oprah? I don't okay. want to to um, discredit the great people in my life before Oprah. Sure, sure. Because the reality, I probably wouldn't have been able to work for Oprah if I had not been influenced by those women. Right. And another woman that was there was the woman that took care of me as a kid, and um, Leela who was African-American, who taught me culture and everything, and also everything. So I think that, you know, Oprah always said that there was something about me that, that, you know, she she said was very special and um, still does. And um, so Oprah... I love Oprah this time in the morning. I love breakfast. I was, right. you know how it is when you go to these places. Well, like, you know what? I was going to ask, what did you have? Like literally the first thing I have here, what did you have for breakfast today when you're traveling? Like what do you, what is the normal <laughs> travel Art Smith breakfast? <laughs> I, well, I jumped out of bed and I haven't really had breakfast. Okay. But what I would do now, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm behaving, I would have steel cut oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I would have some fruit. I had some egg whites and, okay. and a double espresso. That's what I call it. The art start. Okay. Um, but when I'm, Brilliant. when I'm in, See, always marketing, always marketing. Party food, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try whatever the specialty is. My thing, too, and I'm sure you have this whole challenge also, is that when you eat out in restaurants, they're, they're always so lovely, you know, and they're always like, 
they just send out all this food. Oh, this is, yeah. This comes up every once in a while on the pod. When you're the celebrity right. chef or the celebrity. Yeah. And then here comes 12 courses. Yeah. And you want to be respectful. Right, right. Regardless of whatever your diet is or Most fitness plan. And when I went to, yesterday I went to, uh, I went to Disneyland to go. <laughs> I went to yeah. Disneyland to take some friends from, yeah. my friends from Jimmy Buffett. But I, um. I had to grab some stuff for this thing today. And um, so we walk into, I love the patina group. And um, I just texted them and said, got some bolognese hanging out around there and some bechamel. And they're like, no problem, (laughs) chef. So we walk in. And of course, there's just thousands of people trying to get in that restaurant. And then chef comes in, brings it. Then he says, you look hungry. I said, I don't think I look hungry, but thank you. And he brings out this giant pizza made with, with porchetta and all this other great stuff and this wonderful tomato. And I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, God, Mother Joseph. This is lunch. Yes. Right? But, is- but he walked, but we walked all around the park and I'm said, okay, we're okay now. But I mean, it was just like, <laughs> but right. so are you a step? Are you a step counter? Are you using your phone for? Uh, I'm a breath fitness? counter when I'm out of breath. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is true. But they said you, if you if you can't talk when you're walking, you're yes. going fast enough. You've so. reached some exertion. But yeah. um, but anyway, I think that you know, with with Oprah having, I was saying with breakfast, I was saying it was that she, it was a time that the clarity was the best with for her in her life because the, not the whole world was calling her and in that in those days which Mm -hmm. i believe now is passing by it was the phone and it was not cell phones okay i remember when she first got her first cell phone right you know and i remember the the personal assistant with bags and bags of batteries Mm -hmm. making sure she never ran out of power you know yes and um but it was it was a time that you know she would say you know she would kind of almost like speak to the to the air and and from those words of wisdom i gathered a lot of knowledge and stuff and you know about the importance of um you know honoring your word the importance of having your you know your your calling and following that and and embracing that and and also too you know i'm a i'm a man of faith and i I don't personally whatever you believe in but i'd also believe it's important to have some something there that you whatever the universe whatever okay okay and um and so i and for me, it becomes my meditation. I'm able to kind of right, breakfast breakfast time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm just really kind of yeah. I think I think it's really revealing about like you said, like okay, it's oatmeal and and a double espresso, and right. like, it's a meal where there's not a lot of pressure. Right. Like, you just kind of got to do it to right. get on with your day. And you know, we moved down to Florida when my mom became sick, and we um, we live in an old Victorian house. It's that our our place in Chicago is was where we started the restaurant business. We had mm-hmm. the wonderful kitchen. We did the underground restaurant thing, okay? Right. And it's fabulous and everything. But um but we moved down there with the four new kids, with the dogs, the cats, everything, and um, we and we got this um wonderful old house. Um my a partner of mine, Margie Geddes, came in to help me work with it and we we, she proceeded to buy the town up because we we have a dream of taking this once um, quite economically sound town called Jasper, Florida that I live in, to bring it back, you know, and which is which is again lot, yes. which is ambition and drive right. and right yeah. and you know and, and community and focus. there again that's you know that comes from the Oprah school because Oprah. You know, I think Oprah always says, you know, dream a bigger dream than you possibly can mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. and just have faith. And that's it. 
Because I think behind it all is is that okay, your dream is way up here, right? But then maybe you, you bring, your dream is here. At least you attempted to to go its right. fullest. And you know, Common Threads. We started Common Threads, the kids program. You know, we're celebrating 15 years. Can mm-hmm. you believe That's that? That's how we met. Cooking, me cooking on Top Chef for some years. Common Threads Can event. Can you believe that? That's amazing. Congrats. And um, we were just asked to put. And put it in a hundred schools in New York City. Congratulations! Can you believe that yeah, we're already in Brooklyn? You're, you're, you're making such an impact on so many people. I'm in Brooklyn, and and we're all and we're in. I think Linda said either eleven or so cities, or nine or ten states. And you know, it. Um, thanks to the Walmart Foundation, thanks to the Annenbergs, and mm-hmm. all the, and thanks to just people that just gave what they could. It's grown tremendously, and um, it went from being an after-school program to actual a program that that the school system saw was so important to keeping a school. And in Miami, thanks to Michelle Bernstein and with Miami, Miami Dade, you know, one of the largest school districts and mm-hmm. you know, we're able to blow it out. I have also found too, as I age, it's better to inspire it than to manage it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's, you, yes. You Is have, this a business lesson as well as just yes. right, uh, and stress, stress ex- lesson. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I wasn't the best student in school, Richard. Right. Neither yeah. was I. And we've documented but, here. <laughs> But, but, you know, but thanks to Top Chef and all those great shows and all my work and, and, we, and creating common threads, I got a, a fabulous honorarium. But um, anyway, I, I think, again, you know, that it's my purpose. And I also believe that because I've given opportunities that are some you just can't believe, it, I think it's kind of like you, you seize the day, you take advantage of the situation. Absolutely. And so now, you know, I'm working on rebuilding my town plus um, finding a cure for Alzheimer's and you know it's 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 an it's very hard yeah. to, to meet anybody that does not have a family member affected by it. This is true. This is true. And um and and the common thread with all those great women, you know, Oprah no but the rest of them um you know my mom, my grandmother, um my aunt all all you know perish from it and mm. and so I um, it's become my mission, and my mission is is to really um, is to you know in my own way. I mean, I, if I if if I could do it with t- teaching kids cooking, right? Well, you are right? maybe yeah. the same with and with, and so I, I went and to a did. wonderful yeah. yeah. Stephanie Izzard, you know, she's lovely, mm-hmm. you know, a friend of ours. Of course, she she threw a party um, around the table at her restaurant, The Girl and the Goat, for it, and that's where I got engaged. And so she herself, I had didn't ask, but she has must have a family member too, you know. And mm-hmm. Stephanie's a you know doll, and probably one of the hardest working chefs in the biz, you know. And um, she um, wonderful party. And I saw the impact of that, and I thought, like, you know what, I need to be a part of that. And um, and it's just a way to honor those great people. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, again, you're doing, like, you know, high-level God's work, if you will. Mm-hmm. And congrats on that. Jasmine. Yes. Listen, uh, yes. I don't want to sidetrack here, get into too deep of a sidebar, but I did want to take this moment. It's time for me to declare my love for the deep and rich culture of the American deli counter. You know I get down with delis. <laughs> yes, And definitely. you're a big deli fan as well. There's I deli do. Yeah, I do like it. in the fridge. Always, yeah. Right? Uh, a cornerstone of Western culinary tradition that we all know. I think it goes un- underutilized. Every foodie knows that if you want a taste of something incredible, look no further than your local deli. And of course, the crown jewel of the deli is the uncompromised quality of Boar's Head. Yeah. That's right. The keeper of this culture for over 100 years. Also, the Boar's Head logo. 
It's great. One of my favorite Classic. logos. A matter yeah. of fact, one very, of my f- very British, very you know. Yes, like like it should be hanging yeah. on a tavern or a mm-hmm. pub. Definitely. Uh, I want one of the actual. Like I've asked them once. Yeah. Can I, can I just get the helmet? Remember so that when I we can got dance? that boar's head like gift basket? That Unbelievable. Was amazing. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. It lasted not too long because no. we ate so much of it. But listen, you go to boar's head. You go to the deli counter. You just take a ticket, and your counter concierge. I love that. Mm-hmm. Can help you find fresh, flavorful delicacies, customized just the way you like it. Thick cut slices of oven gold roast turkey for a tender home style turkey dinner ichiban teriyaki chicken slices to the top you top off your perfect ramen bowl that's actually a really really good idea i'm gonna put that in the cookbook mm. there's so much to enjoy if you're looking to expand your culinary Listen, horizon the deli counter awaits see for yourself drive, you'll find a warm smile and uh-huh. a slice of something uh-huh. so fabulous keep it really weird and abstract here compromise you know. elsewhere right, you know. Uh, like compromise with so audio. What about the show? One of, one, of the, one of my favorite things we've ever done, which got out of control. A little and that's show, not a dig on production, <gasps> by the way. That's all my fault. <laughs> now, now, mercy. Now, listen, no, no, this is serious. I am probably the biggest fan of this show. That <laughs> I, I, I think it was an ABC show, right? Yes. It was a pretty, yeah, it was a pretty yes, big deal. Yes, yes. I recently just ran into one of like the co-creators of the show. Yes, and like not a lot of people. You can find it on YouTube. I'm just throwing it out there. You can see it. But, like, the, the premise of this show was kind of amazing. A couple of chefs go in a time machine to cook somewhere. A refrigerator. Right, that was a refrigerator. <laughs> like, why, you know, I mean, you know, you know how TV works, whatever. But I thought it was a great idea. It was what, what a fun show. Time Machine Chefs and Art Smith was one of the main yes, chefs. Yes, and I did get booted off. The funny, the, the, the cool. No, see, I don't even remember the, the premise. I just but, saw you there. I don't even remember the, what happens. But, you know, with the ones, the show, like, I remember they, they had us shooting at on a lot there at Universal and it was hot as, and um, we our first show is the, the time machine took us to the Ming Dynasty yes, yes. and you had all these uh, people of that era um, yeah so the, 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 the it's, it's a bunch it, of extras it, acting out uh, and, uh, and only speaking Mandarin amazing okay. yeah. and um, and they and so you had to barter and and then they just handed you these ducks and Mind you, they wanted you cook duck over open fire. Right. That's yeah. like throwing gasoline on the fire because of the fat. I mean, sure, oh my God. Sure. I mean, that itself. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry to make you go through this. No, flashback. no, no, no. Okay. I, I, got, I got through yeah. it. I did not get left in, in, nice. in you know, in, in China, the, you know. In, in the Ming Dynasty, but in then, whatever era did you, it was. Did you see the one where it was the least Elizabethan? I. I I did not see that one, okay, but how? But now, thank you for giving me my nightly okay, entertainment I, I, tonight. Okay, okay, please don't hate me. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the Saint Francis of a CC okay. of animals. Okay, let me I'll let people know that I I I, I no faces. Okay, and I'm very plant based. Okay, yes. All right. So I cooked a peacock. Okay. Oh, over an I, open fire. Oh, I love how like you you were setting that up like it was going to be. Something. I mean, like peacock people dig up the big peacock, I mean, the pretty, the, the feathers, sh- listen, and stuff. The show but, wasn't on NBC, you know. But in if uh, it was on NBC, it would be. Oh my god! But but in but in um but in you know where the in those times you know in those kind of grandioso Edwardian that was it before that you know that would be uh, Louis what not what was uh, what was one had his uh, wife Marie Antoinette yeah and, or uh, yeah, the, 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 the big the okay. big the big king that yeah. had his wife head chopped off but I, anyway. there's a bunch of king richards but, that's all i know but they me. they ate all this kind of outrageous kind of stuff yeah and heavily spiced right heavily because spiced. there was no refrigeration no yeah. exactly and um and really strange games and stuff but so anyway you laughed so i had this 
big, gorgeous. And can you imagine they built this set? Okay, this big, roaring fireplace with the with. I can only dream because I want to kind of bring this show back. You know, it's the it's the season. It's it's reboot. I, I everything's I, a reboot. Let's, I think it's reboot time. It's really guys. really cool. I mean, I think the the, the the most probably the most effective way is to partner with the studio a lot, and then you can so easy. Yes. So you know. But anyway, they. Um, of a big open fire, I did. I did the the peacock that I put on a, a rotisserie that set up. But this is the best part, uh-huh. you know, like those hamster wheels. <laughs> yes, yeah. they had these little terriers. And yes, they're, they're are you little, serious? And little terriers were going this, like this. This is something that I, I have. I have researched this. Right, and the little terriers were just going to town. The peacocks yes. going around. Oh I don't my know, god! Did, did this air? Because maybe it, I, it's, because it's there. But the part was, you know, like oh my god! And then I had been, once upon a time. I, I've always loved food and film. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite food Naturally. and films moment, not only Babette's Feast and, right. and some of like Water for Chocolate, but did you ever see Amadeus? Yes, yes. Do you remember Amadeus and all that Rococo, like, foo-foo oh and yeah. everything? Like, who yeah. was the food stylist for that? Exactly. She's British. <laughs> I actually called her up. <laughs> nice. Yes. And I said, I'm so impressed because I wanted to fly to London and do a movie with her because I was so impressed with that just incredible stuff. But I wanted what I created to have to really have that feeling. Sure. You know, like, you know, I'm working on a project with Disney where I really want the food to really reflect the place because yes. I think it, it seems out of place if it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, and Disney does a great job. Of right. That. Yeah. And I, I remember, I mean, I, I, I was beyond a Martha moment, you know, trying to make it really gorgeous and everything. Yes. And it actually tasted pretty good. I'm By sure the time it, it was over to, I just figured it was just a big, pretty Turkey. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's right. It's poultry, right? Right. Well, exactly. Okay. Now I'm going to go watch that. So the follow up is, uh, that show is amazing. You're amazing. In real life now, if I brought in the refrigerator that was the time machine, right. are you going into the past or into the future? What does Art Smith do? Now, I, I think I got a, a, a guess on it. Well, I am so like, I am so. Which um, would be a 50% uh, chance to right. be guessing, well, right? Since there's only two options. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm, I love history. So mm. they're, um, you know, the, the only thing about going back in history is that you go back and. Not only is it, we glamorize the food, but we also forget who created the food and how they were treated and all those different things and, and everything. So I'm a little bit Truly. sensitive about that. Yeah. You know, I, 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 would love to, I would love to go into the future where we have really, 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 really solved the problem of sustainability in our lives in terms of the growing of food, in terms of how we properly, um, how we use the um, the environment that we're but you not. don't know if you go into the future you don't know how things no you are, don't right? and um, but you know I, I I just I think that um, you know there's they're actually um, I'm sure you've seen like you know in Norway they've done this wonderful restaurant that just goes into the sea mm-hmm. where, no, you, where you dine under the sea amazing yeah. and it's a beautiful piece of architecture and it's, it is very also very surreal and very space like and then Disney's actually building a new space restaurant. And um, see, like that's that's I know you and I have been talking right. offline. Like I am very jealous that I just got to walk through Galaxy's Edge, Disney World, and Disneyland. And like, why am I not creating part of the food for Star Wars? Like, I I think I could well, make it's, a tauntaun leg that would but, be delicious. But I think it's a there. I think it's a growing. <laughs> I think you know I've always I came from a place where you're too young to remember this, but I came from a place in time where my father said. And everyone else said that if only Disney ran our country. Mm-hmm. And um, I also feel that it's in the, in the 
if there's if there's ever god forbid a day where disney's unable to function as right. it has yeah i don't know if i want to be around you I, know, so you know we you are i, I mean i'm obsessed with it you know this already i'm obsessed with disney there there's a joy right. there and i'm not i'm not a disney freak like where like when i'm not on campus right i'm like spending all of my time thinking about disney mm-hmm. but once i you know, cross those gates. I, I, I'm, in, I'm all in. Well, I was one of the first members of the Magic Kingdom College program ever. That's right. And I'm also the first cast member to ever open a business at Disney in the whole history. This is Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth, truth story about this. You know, if you were to sit and just ramble off all the people you cook for, I'm sure people you don't even talk about it, but you cook for everybody, okay? Just like I have. I mean, not not as much as you. you you're no, the, you're it's, the it's, king it's of this. It's a different thing of it. But right. I, you know, I just made lunch when I was flying out to California, made lunch, and I'm cooking, and Miss Winfrey walks in the kitchen, and she says, you know Bob Iger, Art? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, big mouse. <laughs> so... When I wrote the book, you know, the, when I wrote the first book, I didn't realize Hyperion ABC was Disney. I had no clue. And then, I, then someone said, that's Disney art. And so it introduced us to Epcot for the Wine Festival, which is a wonderful festival, I'm sure, for yeah. your family. I'm sure yeah. you take your kids. Just came back yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, I yeah. mean, some of these festivals, I love them all. The one we're here in Newport, you know, on Beach, uh, you know, Wine and food is wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, but it's very more adult. It's not, a, not like a kid, right, right. kid festival. But the Disney festival is, is for the whole family. You know, there it really is. I believe that. And um, and Lee, you know, has brought in that wonderful event. You know, with South Beach Food and Wine for kids and stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is great too. Um, so I I do think that for the future of food and wine, the, and then we'll get back to the mild story is that it needs to involve the whole family. If you're opening restaurants, particularly in places like that, don't think about. And even now, I don't, I'm not sure about restaurants that cater just to to adults. I think you have to cater to the whole family. I think people of yeah. great means are not leaving their kids home with a nanny. Right. And you've always thought you've always thought this way. Yeah, this I, isn't and just I like just, a new yeah business. exactly. And kids are always welcome. So anyway, after doing the festival, I got tired of eating in the same places. And and everyone's you know I'm thinking like you know what well, maybe we should do something. And I'm like so I sent. Um, an email to him I got from this is now a cold email but you know from I mean, Oprah's, you're famous from Oprah's secretary a, okay well there you go there you go and she gave me the email I did it and I said um, I said I really would love to bring something to you that, that, that I think you would love I said beyond the magical you know walls of Disney there's a Florida that tastes good right and I think that the people when they come to this great place in the world they need to know that the reason that Mr. Disney chose Florida is mm-hmm. because he loved Florida he actually honeymooned in Florida at one of our famous springs I mean he, he loved it he, he thought it was really beautiful in the, in the whole thing and, and you know they really give, give them that okay this is why Mr. Disney came here because when you come in the park you don't you forget that you're kind of in Florida you know what I mean you're in Disney right and um, and then and he showed me something like he sent me something and I said oh yeah it looks like Florida but I don't taste it and he said what does your Florida taste like I said well let me show you mm. So I showed up. He introduced me to the, the the person. I showed up with a cake. Right now, I've done this before, where I showed up in cakes and got what I want. But I showed up with a hummingbird cake. <laughs> okay, and I, there's and, the business lesson. And I told, and yeah, don't, no yeah. business without food yeah, or yeah. cake. Okay, showed up the cake, and I said, "This is," and I, and I visually 
said to them, this is my feeling. Mm-hmm. I said, they, they had this, they had this, they were telling me we're, we're recreating a Florida swing. I said, okay, that's nice. I said, you know, that's good. There are 900 of those in Florida. And I said, um, what is your feeling? I said, I want cracker architecture. I want cypress wood. I want screened in porch. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I described everything. The only thing I haven't got, which those Imagineers, they're going to give it to me. I right. wanted the sound of frogs and crickets. Yes. Because when you, when you are around these great Florida swamps and stuff, now there's lots of mosquitoes. We don't want those. But right. you, you, there's, you're just, yeah. there's these deafening I mean, sounds they, of they frogs. They put it through uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. So, I mean, they right. can work that. They can exactly. Work that and, uh, and lightning bugs, you know, with the monofilaments. Yes. Just, but um, – and that and and so anyway, after meetings for it seemed like I think it was four years, it came to be, and we have homecoming, and um, and it and the homecoming is based on the and the th- funny thing about it was we were going to call it um, what we were going to call it fish camp, but we decided that was too fishy, <laughs> so we we we, it, we were supposed to do fish, not not chicken, right? And so um, so we. So, so the Disney got Disney um, with their Imagineers. We he said, "What about Homecoming?" I said, "Yeah, that works because I've come back to Florida and I've come back to Disney. You right. know, Homecoming's a good stuck nice. with that." Nice. And how did it go to Chicken? I'm curious because this is like as someone as, as you have have written a few cookbooks and has restaurants. Like it's everyone always didn't kind of defaults to Chicken. Well, chicken's great. I have a well, Chicken restaurant. My, you have one. My but. challenge is I we made fried chicken for Oprah's 50th birthday. Right. And all the Hollywood ate it. Right. It's just fried chicken. Yeah. It's brined like like you do with your yours right. is delicious. Okay. Right. But it it's kind of like you know I want to be like Mike. I want to be like Oprah. Sure. And and so it just it just became it became the you know it's, it's par- iconic. Yeah. And it's and it's like you know at the end of the day he made good fried chicken and, and hummingbird cake and hummingbird <laughs> cake came from Dr. Myangelo's seventy fifth mm. birthday that we did. So it's I um, love that your dishes actually have. Like, do you, do you have sort of like um, document that? Like, hey, these dishes, and like, well, yeah, the dish existed before the moment. But I have it in my head, but I've never moment. documented it. But I, I guess I, I should. Love that. You should do. Is yeah. that is that in your cookbooks? No, you should do that. No, cookbook. I should because it's it's every every most everything we made have been has been created for uh, for someone one of my favorite people to cook for. Um, bless her heart, she's no longer with us. Um, no, she was Africa's first Nobel laureate, and and her name was. Um, um, Professor Wangari Mafai. Amazing. And she's the one. Rolodex, I know that's an old term, but your your network is in how do you network like that though? I mean no, obviously well, she, you're nice. She and, was she was a guest. I mean her, but I mean saying in general, like like the fact that you are like your resume, even before you became super famous, even before Oprah, you're cooking for politicians, you're cooking for people that are you are you, always, are you just like attracted to like the greatness and you just like that big dream big, like knock on knock on the biggest door and see what happens? Um, I just make a point that it, it not, there's no one that doesn't love to eat. Mm-hmm. And as long as you put, you put something that tastes good and you are able to put yourself in a position where you can have your food there, they taste it, they want you. That's it. It's, yeah. it's very simple. And you very do that simple. too. Like it's, yeah. It is about the pleasure principle, making people I, happy. I mean, like I remember simple, going simple to direction. great concerts. And I remember my favorite, oh my God, my favorite band in the 80s, you weren't even born, um, was the Thompson Twins. <laughs> And every time they would appear, I would send them something backstage to eat. Yeah, and, uh, I'm sure that I'm sure they ate none of it. Let's. I mean, no, I mean, when you no, get like a random cookie right, from no, a stranger, no, no, you don't usually no, but eat you it. Still did it, but <laughs> right. way. And then, um, you know, when I quit college, what happened was the, the dean of school of the school of hospitality 
said, you know, your grades are not great, and um, but why don't I, I'm going to send you over to the governor's house to help him out. So I went over there to help him out. Right. And they wanted me to wait tables. Like, no. And at that time, it's like 81, 82, and Martha had come out with Entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I had memorized that book. Wow. Okay. And, um, and so I just started doing their parties. And then Mikhail Baryshnikov came to dinner, and they needed someone to cook for him. I said, I'll cook for him. And I, and I did and got the job, and my whole life changed. Right, so you had the drive always, though, to like, no, I'm not going to be the server here. I want to make the right. cake here, whatever it and is. I did, and, and the same way when I, when, when I started these, these internships, when I got in the Magic Kingdom College program, I told them I wanted to bake cake. I did mm-hmm. not want to work in Magic Kingdom. Right. They said, are you sure? You're a university student. Right. I said, no, I want to do that. And then they said, um, and then when I went into Central Foods in the back, which is no longer, they said, you're a university student. Why are you back here? Right. And I said, because hmm. I want to be back here. Right. And, you know, it was just, it was really interesting. Interesting, and the kids in the program were partying and having fun and doing stuff. We were living in Snow White Village, Seven Dwarf Lane, right. and um, and I was like working, okay. But I I don't know. I just I wanted to do something that was real. But what was amazing by me being back there, this is what you would have loved, okay, mm-hmm. is that it was we were just just digging Epcot and building everything and everything. So Bocuse. Right, yeah. And a Lenault. Right. Yeah. And all the great French chefs were back there testing their stuff. Amazing. I, I met right. them. Right, yeah. And if I hadn't have been back there, and, you know, thank God and that I knew who they were, you know what I mean? And, you know, and I was like, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, so that was the best part is to see the inner workings. Have you been to the Flavor Lab? Uh, I, yes, I have, actually, yeah. You know, that's down where they do everything now. Right. And, um, and so it... it it truly, I think, what you're like me. We're we're just as fascinated by how things are created than the actual creation. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like even just saying that, where you're like, if you think of Epcot and France right now, and you're like, oh yeah, Ratatouille, right. and there's a rat. No, like Bocuse was part of like the yes. original Inception, and his son is still yeah. runs the restaurant there. Yeah, you know insane. what I mean? And and I, I've yet to go to the fancy upstairs restaurant, which they say is good, but. Um, but it's just it's it's really amazing, and um, I think that um, the beauty of what we do is not in the finished product. It's the beauty is in the creation, and of the it. process, and yeah. the drive, the drive, and all of these things. Right. And listen, Art, you are super connected. Your phone's blowing up. Usually at the back end of the podcast, we play a little game. Are you down to have I'm some fun? I'm ready for it, okay. yes. Now, one of the things I love about you is be, the, the fact that you're so connected, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm in, I've been on set with you, and I, I swear, literally, you've been like, hold on, uh, this is Gaga. I have to go take this, you know. Or, like, <laughs> you're, the, the Pope's on the other line. I have to go make this call. So this game is called What Art Thou Cooking okay. For? Okay? So okay. I'm going to give you the name of a celebrity. Uh, who you may or may not have met or cooked for in the past, and you're going to let me know right, okay. what you're going to cook okay, for. Okay, okay, good. Okay, ready to go? All right, we're going to start with one that you just mentioned. This wasn't on the original list. Martha Stewart, who you obviously admire. I admire. I've been on set with her a couple of times recently. I are love. you nervous about it, and what are you no, cooking? No, I, I love Martha. Yeah. I recently <laughs> saw Martha at the World's Fair at the World in, in Milan, the last one. Right, okay. Yeah. And um, she was with, there with Mr. Ely. Um, and I, I said, Martha, how are your grandchildren? When I first, you know, I worked for Martha. Okay, no, I did Back okay. in the early 90s. Right, so and you have I, cooked for I've her. I've done yeah. multitudes of times. Nice. And, um, but you know what she loved? Um, she and Alexis both loved my um, baking. Okay. I made really good lemon pound cake and chocolate. And um, I did a beach party. Alexis was there. Martha tasted it and everything. They all loved it. And, um, you know, she's, she's a, an incredible woman. So you're making lemon pound cake. 
Yeah. And maybe more importantly for Martha, yeah. what are you serving it on? I mean, what kind, oh, of, I had what a, kind of plate is this? Honey, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. <laughs> I, would go, I, I would go to Alexa's store. She had a, had a placer then and just buy it out. I, I, I was always some um, piece of wonderful found, you know, like treasure mm. that I put it on. Oh, God, it was all about that. that. Curated, I, found. And right. we, yeah, we didn't put it in no Tupperware, okay? I like Tupperware. <laughs> right. We didn't serve it in there, okay? <laughs> right, yeah. It's very different. Okay, so Martha's getting the lemon. How about this one? Uh, the queen bee herself, Beyonce. What are we making Beyonce? You know, I've cooked for Beyonce a bunch of times. See? And this is what I love about you. Okay, this so. This is some fictitious oh my God, thing. It was like, so Beyonce came to the opening, um, one of the, when, the, when we first opened um, Table 52, with Jay-Z and Mary, Mary J. Blige, all of them. And um, she loves Southern food. Okay. And I've, well, I've cooked for her at Oprah's, too. And, you know, we, we've done, like, soul food, like all kinds of great soul right. food. We've done it for their plane. And Some sort of, like, healthy plane. spin on it, though? Like, Beyonce's no. out there, like, no. a world-class athlete on stage. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Right. This is no. indulgence. They wanted delicious. Indulgence. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. There we go. What are you frying? Uh, so if you're like doing uh, fried chicken as an example, uh-huh. what are you frying it in? What's your oil of choice? Well, you know, I'm always out to lunch about that. Um, I think that, okay. It, cha- it can change, right? Is that, it, is that what you're can, saying? It can okay. change, yeah. But I prefer um, a, a good quality vegetable oil. And if I want... I've never fried it in, and well, my chef Hector, you know, we fried it in duck fat a bunch of times, right? And then it, and then it, you know, which it's it's good, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, but I'll throw up some some um, country ham in it to give Ooh, it that see, flavor. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I yeah. learned that from my friend Scott Peacock. Yeah. Nice, getting a little little right. nuance in right. there. Yo, as always, big thank you for listening to the show. We'd like to ask a small but very important favor of you. It'll only take a few minutes. And if you're one of the first people to do it, Podcast One will make it worth your time. Literally, you need to complete a short survey, okay? Because the information you give us can help make things better for the show and, as you, and for you as a listener. So just go to podcastone.com slash survey and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.com slash survey. The first 250 people who complete the survey, Jasmine. They're going to get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. Can boop, we do boop. it? Yeah. And two grand prize winners will be selected at random to get a $100 Amazon gift card. How about that? Free Going money. That. Yep. It is a win-win. Our shows are supported by advertisers. So filling this out will really help us cater to the needs of you as a listener. So please go to podcastone.com slash survey. Answer some simple questions and potentially make some money along the way. Thank you so much for being a dedicated listener, for being a true trailblazer. Go fill out that survey. All right, so soul food for Beyonce. Okay, next one up. Uh, what are you cooking for? James Corden. James Corden, late I, show host. I love, He's cheeky. I love him. I love James Corden. Yeah. I think, you know, I think James Corden is, is, is such a... <laughs> I always taste, first of all, you know, everyone thinks I'm like the ultimate star. I'm not going to say the other word, but you know, I think James, James is, is so carried away and fascinated with his guest. Right. I mean, it's not like he's just doing it for the job. He really wants to meet these people. Right. So I would think he would say like, well, darling, what did you cook for, you know, Princess Diana? Right. <laughs> and I said, lamb chops. They said lamb chops. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, or, this is a true story. You that cook, did. Uh, I did. And yeah. how I got the job, which is interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's that you know once you kind of go you you work for someone of of, of of the head of state you go through all this rigmarole sure and so and when she, and on her last visit um uh, they couldn't find a chef that didn't have a rap sheet right to cook for her right yeah and Scotland he, Yard wouldn't approve it but mm-hmm. they approved me because of the governor and I got to cook for her right. 
I still remember. I was I was extremely petrified doing it. To be honest with you, she was like from here to the door, and and I and I just gracefully bowed at her, and she smiled. Right, and that was and you it. have sheets did, of protocol. I've cooked I did, for a, I a couple I, of. I didn't approach her because I, you know, I didn't right. know if that was appropriate. And I was just, and she smiled, and I smiled back, and she right. was wearing this beautiful turquoise, you know, gorgeous dress, that famous dress. Hmm. And then I, then I cooked for. Um, Prince Harry, right, for the Invictus Games at Disney. Okay, and we did. He had his own box, right. And Harry's like really tall, and and we uh, it, it was it was lovely, and he reminded me much of his mother. And I thought it was really crazy that I got to actually cook for him and his mother. And um, I don't lamb I, chops for both. Um, no, we did we, we did fried <laughs> chicken, but I, I I I I haven't done anything for Will, and I've done stuff for. Um, Andrew and Sarah, you know, his ex-wife. And nice. the, the girls are now going, but anyway. So I love the connection that you just made there. Okay, so we're, we're making lamb chops for James Corden okay. because of Princess Diana. Maybe uh, another type of royalty, but Snoop Dogg. Uh, I cook for him. I see. Like, you see, okay, all right, okay, okay. So last year, <laughs> we did Angela Bassett's 60th birthday. Oh, amazing. Honey, we all want to look like Angela Bassett when we turn 60. Oh, my God, Jesus, Mother Joseph. <laughs> she is the most gorgeous Heart's woman in up. the world, okay? Yeah. So Snoop Dogg shows up mm-hmm. with this posse around him, and, um, and I'm trying to get to him, which is impossible. And I'm, tr- and I'm thinking, I want to make sure you get something to eat. But then he makes like a stage left real quick. Well, what happened was Hector was in the garage. Right. And he went in the garage and, <laughs> and Hector fed him and gave him a good love package of all kinds of food we did. Angela wanted fried chicken for her birthday. And we did that and some other things. And, and, um, and he took it home with him. Nice. And we're not, you're not fried in CBD oil. No, 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 one of my favorite broadcasters, uh, Anderson Cooper. Yeah, cook for him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anderson. Anderson, he's a trip. Yeah. Um, now, Am- I've, I have also been on set with Anderson. Yeah. My story is that he, he seemed to give off the aura that he's, he's not really like a big foodie person. No. Right. No. <laughs> And I, I had been in the gym with him, you know, when he's walking out, and because um, he does, he is health conscious, and I don't know if you recently saw that picture of him flexing in front of Andy Cohen, and um, oh, but who's, who's more who's more? Ripped? I think I, th- I think Anderson is. Yeah, because kind of jacked. He is too. But Anderson's got that lean, like yeah. swimmer runner sort of. Build. I think also I think um, Anderson's been at it a longer time. Okay, you know what I mean? all right. But um, Anderson, the night he was in the restaurant. He, he um, Anna Navarro, love her. You yeah, met her? of course. I've not met her, but she oh is my God, one she of my is, uh, but, superheroes in this current climate, for sure. Well, I, what I love about her is she can take the most serious situation and make you laugh your ass off. Yes. Okay? And that's what I love about her. Because um, many times all we need to do is laugh. But Anna sent him in there, and um, he, he ate, like... Shrimp and grits and crab cakes and much much of that different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Nice. I'm glad. Okay. So you listen. You're mentioning uh, Republicans, so we might as well just get right to it. What are you cooking for uh, Donald Trump? Well, you know, and, and I'm going to be. I'm going to say this in all seriousness, and people may not like what I have to say, but have you ever met Chris at the White House? Uh, no. The executive chef. No, I have not. Not the, not the current executive okay. chef. No. You know, this is not something I just learned from her, and it's not something that I okay. A long time ago, when I when I finished with the governor, and I was on the seven seas working on yachts. I got called to the White House to speak to the head usher about being the Reagan's personal chef. Mm. I was really young, 
too young. I was about 25. I didn't know what the hell, you know, 25. Right. And, um, and they were extremely lovely. And what was, what was really, really um, impressive was the professionalism at, of, the, of the White House um, yeah. team that, that worked there. Okay. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, and so and I went back um, for the, during the Clintons yeah. and the Bushes and then Obama's. And I haven't been there since, but right. this is one of my most favorite movies is Remains of the Day. Mm-hmm. And um, Sir Anthony Hopkins has a really wonderful um, comment. He, you know, the cab driver is saying things about this lord that he worked for, like he was involved in this, whatever. And Sir Anthony Hopkins answers him back, it was not my duty to give an opinion. It was my duty to serve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would do it as a chef just to feed the person, right. regardless of my opinion. The people at the White House do their job because that's what they're calling, that's what their purpose is. I would do it because that's what I do. You know, i quite honest with you. I got into a place a few years ago. I said to Jesus, I said, I'm just tired of cooking for nice people. Right. I said, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to cook for people that are challenged so mm. that maybe somehow or another I could turn them. Oh, you I know, was going to say, I love that take on that. You know, like See, that's they, why you, that you just, that's the whole episode right there. Really? Because they said. They, like to turn them. Like to, right. <laughs> Where in the South, they're like going, you know, they, they turned you gay. Right, okay. Right, you know, right, but right. the turn them, you know, like, yeah. and like, I remember like. Because uh, you can do that through food and I mean, hospitality like, and comfort. Hey, Sis and I went down to Caracas and this is before the, previous one passed away and uh, we i we i i had made a beeline he painted a painting i was going to do something i was determined that i was going to try to get to him we we did the time he was he was sick mm-hmm. but i was determined that i could just you know i i i, I think you know they're in food and good times sad times difficult times um you know it's kind of crazy as it sounds you know i've cooked for um during the the governor's administration when they were at discussing things that were uh, not so worldly, but more of the state right. were, were complicated. Right. So I was, so the fact was I was helping facilitate them to, to make the best decision possible. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. And, I think uh, that's an amazing take on it. You can and, make a difference through food right. and And I just, and I, and again, I think again, and I, and I am a one, I don't, you know, I again, you know, I'm 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 there for what's right. Okay, you know, I I always say fried chicken takes no sides. You know, and the whole idea is is to I I I take diplomacy to the to the highest. Like I'm getting ready to go with um, Lauren Bernstein to Jordan, right? And we're doing um, we're going to Amman, and then we're going to the Syrian, Syrian yes. refugee camps. Yes. And I love that part of what I, was the State Department's right. uh, chef diplomacy right. program, which and I'm I, a part of as well. And, and I went to Bosnia last May, which was amazing, unbelievable. And I went to Azerbaijan before that, which I loved. And I particularly love going to the Muslim countries mm-hmm. because people have preconceived ideas about Muslims. Right. I have never been treated so more so beautiful in my life in these Muslims. I remember not to mention you, it, these are cuisine. Zines that have oh my not God. really been tapped into. Well, you know, I when I did this tour as much as they need to be. Yeah. Right. When I did this tour of Jerusalem, you know, they 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 sent me over to the West Bank, and um, and they um, I remember no one else could go with me. It was just me, and they had 
my God, so funny. We're running out of time, I'm sure, but they put um, they put me in this little van with two Palestinian drivers, and then they had the State Department people in a bulletproof, bomb-proof SUV. Right. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, like, right. hmm. Hey, I got the cake. Okay, all right. The, the cake should at least be in the uh, the, the safe vehicle. Oh, right? my God. And, and we're going down this dusty road. You remember Babel, the right. movie? Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. just like Babel. Nice. And I'm thinking, and they're, you know, they're take, speaking, you know, you know, Arab and everything. And I'm going, Lord Jesus. And I'm like, I'm being abducted. Nice. And then I said, where are we going? They said, we're going to the TV station. I'm like, out here in the desert. Right. Keep going. And, and then, and finally on the horizon, I see this grouping of buildings. Right. And I said, where's the TV station? I said, it's in there. Well, that's, that's a place where people live. And they said, no, it, we hide it in there so we don't get bombed. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. So high stakes. I come yeah. to this like Bob wire fence, these giant guards and, and, and they're just kind of, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. And so I pull, we pull in and I walk into this kind of dusty terrazzo floor kind of building. It looks like, well, it could be on a, on a street in Cairo or wherever. And I go in and, and, and there's these banners of Yasser Arafat just, just hanging on the walls all around us. I mean, oh God, it just, it was like surreal. Okay. Mm. And then I, this is, they point their finger upstairs. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And I go upstairs. <laughs> And I go upstairs and I go upstairs. Look, oh no, this is it! Oh my God, you know, Shepard's been abducted, and, you know, in, in Palestine. And I go upstairs, and sitting there in this little studio are these two gorgeous women, dressed to the nines, and they say, "You know Oprah, right? <laughs> right." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. which, that, which still at that moment it might not be a good thing for you. But like, there, no, good. they were like they love her, and they right. love her. And so, anyway, things that may not ever be what you may think they'd be. But the fact was, we had an incredible journey, and I'm excited about going to um, Petra you can make, yeah. and, and, and make a difference at you the can Syrian make a difference with camp. The food. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, I'll, you, you didn't say what you were going to cook for Trump, but I'll say we're doing a well what I'm going to cook. Steak I, you know, he, homemade he, ketchup. He supposedly likes well done steak. That's he, fine. A um, guest preference. He loves like, KFC a lot. Okay. But, oh, so uh, you're just going to go. There you go. No, yeah. I, you know, I, my mom didn't teach me how to make fried chicken. The colonel did. But if right. you remember, I did that thing. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I want us as a country to come together and to, and it's, it ain't about the president because that's only a speaker of how the country feels. Mm-hmm. So how do we as America come together and to really think of ourselves as Americans and not differentiate according to a cultural, to color, to any of that, but that we are America. Yeah. So do you want to tie this in? At the end, we do something called 86. Okay, One good. thing that you would like to 86 in the world, your own personal life. It could be serious or not. Obviously, we're just the last two minutes here have been some more, uh, some higher gravity. What does Art Smith want to 86? Is it? Duck fat fried chicken. Hopefully. (laughs) It's not steel cut oatmeal in hotels. We know that you love that. Uh, You know, I I could say I want an 86 fast food because what – you know what bothers me about fast food? It's it's not that it's not healthy for you. Mm -hmm. It bothers me that it takes away from the native foods of the communities, of the cultures, that we're losing – foods because they're being replaced with that Mm. it's just like in my own part of the world 
Right. Where there used to be wonderful, delicious southern diners. Right. Now they're being replaced wow. with fast food joints. Right. And when you find one now, though, like I just went to like a mom and pop place up in Milwaukee. Right. And it was just like a little bar. Okay. They made a butter burger. Right. And they had like three items and a cold salad. Right. Which like, when do you even see cold salad? Never they, it. Right. Like, that's delicious. And right. like, I miss those places. I grew up with those places. Well, exactly. And, and so if you know if it's happening in rural America, it's, gonna, it's going to happen in some of the most beautiful places in the world. Right. You know, when I was in, um, in uh, Sarajevo, mm-hmm. there was only one McDonald's. Right. But I there was, were... I bet you it was packed. <laughs> yeah, but there were amazing little... You know, because the, 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 the culture is so um, 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 influenced by the Turks and, right. and everything. It, it, incredible coffee, and these wonderful little coffee. And then you... And, you know, and wonderful little... Uh, the, the, the Persians call it gas, but Turkish delight. They, they'll give you a little piece mm-hmm. of that with it. And wonderful little pastry places. But yet, then they have the most incredible, um, where they make really incredible flatbreads and delicious things and stuff. And you, and you just, and I just, that's what scares yeah. me is that, that, you know, that kind of stuff will, would be exactly. lost. See, because, I love that. Not because the food is not, not, not that fast food's not great for you, not that it's not delicious, that it is eliminating more smaller businesses, some community right. elements. It's just like when they bulldoze historical buildings and they put these nasty, ugly buildings right. there. Like, we don't need a parking lot. No, we don't need we, a parking lot. Right. You know, they, right. you know, they tore the down paradise for a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. my feeling. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Art Smith, you're the best always. Well, I love you, brother. It's a pleasure. And, and I, again, I just want to say thank you for having me, Richard. And, and also thank you for letting me talk about my mom and Alzheimer's. And people can learn about more about that through the Alzheimer's Association with their questions and that we're, you're not alone. And um, we're, 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 they're there to help. Awesome. Yeah. And where, where can they find you? They can find you on the Instagram, uh, They right? can find the Chef Art Smith on okay. Instagram and Chef Art Smith on Twitter. And um, and on Facebook, Shepherd Smith, and maybe in the eight hundred uh, dynasty, Ming Dynasty. Yes, exactly. Yep, that'd be fun. We should do that. <laughs> Let's reboot thank it. you, Chef. Thank you so much. Thank hey, everyone, you. do us a favor. Jump on over to iTunes, iTunes, not iTunes, and uh, drop us a review. We're five stars, Chef. It's the only five star thing I've ever done. Uh-huh. Uh, so hit subscribe. Tell us that you like this uh, episode. If you didn't like this episode, well, you know, I mean, that's not going to happen. But if you didn't like the episode, then don't review it. Uh, just let me know on the Instagram but that's not going to happen anyway and until next week everyone stay hungry thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com hey everyone thank you so much uh, for listening to this podcast Art Smith was amazing Jasmine Blaze you know she's always amazing uh, Sportsnet BetOnline.ag Boar's Head, San Pellegrino, thank you so much for your support. And until next week, stay hungry.